0: Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A through 46H. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. There's a lot to get into on today's show, but first, this story broke while we were recording. So Luke Perry has unfortunately passed away at the age of 52, the actor 90210 and Riverdale. And it's just such a sad story. So our hearts are with his entire family and anybody that knew him. Um, a lot to get into today, guys. We talked about the Jonas Brothers reuniting, the continuing Lady Gaga Bradley Cooper saga, the whole Travis Kylie situation. We gave out our awards and a lot more. So we hope you enjoy. Hi guys, I'm Emma. And I'm Julie. And we're the Girls Behind Comments by Celebs. And we are back. This is now our second episode since the entire, like regular episode since the entire Jordan Gate saga. And there's actually a lot to talk about. We're really excited. We're a little worn out from talking in such length about Jordan and Tristan, so we're anticipating uh, this really other conversation that we've been dying to have. We really split time between pre-Jordan and, and post-Jordan. My entire life is split up between like pre-Jordan and post-Jordan. We're going to try and keep,
1: keep it out of this because I imagine that a lot of people who are listening want to just get straight to the news, and
0: so we're going to do our best. Yeah, luckily Hollywood was good to us and a lot of shit happened, and we can talk about it. So, shall we? We shall. Okay. Okay. Let's start it off with the Jonas Brothers reuniting. So this was really, really, really exciting. Out of nowhere, they come back and announce that they're coming back together. And this was kind of like our, what, 14-year-old selves? Oh, yeah. Even younger, honestly. Rejoicing. It was like everything you always wanted from the Jonas Brothers but could never get, and then you're getting. And guess what? They're back, and they have (laughs) sex. That's my favorite fucking meme. The Jonas Brothers sex memes are the funniest thing in the entire world. It is so funny because it's like their whole thing. Obviously, when back in the day, they had the purity rings and they preached this like sense of just real, real pureness and goody two kind of. And now, oh my god, they are back with vengeance. And let me tell you something. My favorite, my my favorite meme was like, oh, and Nick's in the middle. Like, oh, time, how times have changed. Yeah. Oh my god, he looks sexy. Yeah. Joe is. Fucking hot too. I don't know. Nick, I've never I was never a diehard Jonas Brothers fan. I still am not, but there is something about Nick Jonas that I can really appreciate his manliness. Oh my god, yeah. me too. He I love when people are like, "Who's hotter, Joe, or, like Joe or Nick?" And
1: it's like, "Sweet, we're not even going to pretend to like I give like, give Kevin a little bit of consideration." when
0: he's he's a great guy, great family. But yeah, no, he's but, not in the running. But he's not I'm in the sorry. running between those first two. But he is a great guy. Um, so they released this video and the song "Sucker," and it is a banger for lack of a Fucking better word. Bop. We have been listening to it nonstop. Like it's really good, and the video is excellent. So the video has Priyanka, Sophie, Danielle all in it. You see, like, there's a part where Joe's tied up in these red strings. There's a really funny meme about that, too. It's, like, <laughs> it's record trash, freeze frame. Like, you're probably wondering how I got here. And it's, like, a picture of him just all tied up. Ugh. Oh, memes. I don't know. This—I th- think they're onto something. Like, their video got 152 million views on YouTube in, like, the first 24 hours. There's insane numbers being put up. They were, like, number one on Spotify.
1: And Burning Up came back into the top 50 because of everything. Yeah.
0: You know, they—I I, I personally, like— it's not that I wasn't expecting it. I think there have been like murmurs about this happening for a long time, but I didn't think that they were going to come back in the way that they did. They did it right. You have one chance when you're making a reemergence like this, you have one chance to do it right and they did it right.
1: I think something that also really works their advantage is something that's also been happening a lot recently is capitalizing on the nostalgia. So like when TV shows have a reboot, the reason those TV shows do, TV shows do so well. It's not because they're quality shows. It's because everyone loves that sense of nostalgia and, and and like connecting to their childhood. So Jonas Brothers coming back and doing it in a way that not only capitalized on that, but also showed their growth, showed their talent still. It was just like, it, it was just a recipe for success
0: all around. I totally agree. And also, which we talk about a lot with like pop culture things, it incites this, like, camaraderie with the country or with their fan base, which I think is really exciting. It's kind of like, oh, you turn to the girl next to you, and, like, she's also excited about the, brother, the Jonas Brothers coming back. Like, there's just something cool and fun about that, and I think we were all kind of celebrating it. It was, like, a very feel-good moment, which, honestly, we could have used in, in light of this these whole negative events that have been happening.
1: There's no person that saw the Jonas Brothers and was
0: like, what the fuck are they doing back? Like, everyone's like, oh, my God, they're Back. yeah it was like take me back to happier times like yeah. you know what I mean it was like in the midst of the whole like Michael Cohen trial I'm like but you know what the Jonas Brothers are coming back <laughs> yeah totally and right? you
1: know what's nice is that like it's not like they just came back with this one song like they have been talking about how they're like really working hard really in the like in the studio recording they, they said something like they're like we probably have like a hundred songs that we can release that like we've made because we're just so excited and so excited to be back. I mean, think about how many years of music that they have like building up to this. They were probably, I mean, yeah, they weren't together but they were probably recording music when they weren't well, together. Sure. I have
0: to imagine. Now, I think it was the, their mom posted this video of their dad who was watching just, like, all the views come in and all the comments when the sucker video went live. And he was so happy. He was looking at that screen. He had, a, he had like, tears in his eyes. And that, to me, was just, like, such a moment. I, I saw my dad in him. <laughs> I
1: have to say, those kids were raised right. Because... This idea that we talk
0: about all the
1: time, which is celebrities getting too famous too young and growing up too quick and smiling out of control, they never had that. They never, ever had that phase where it was like, oh, my God. Not even one of them. It would have been normal if, like, Joe or Nick, especially because he was the youngest and was the heartthrob, really. And if he had gone through this phase where it was like, oh, Nick's bad boy trying to prove that he's not a a Disney Channel star, like— they never had that. They were raised really, really correctly on some really good values. And it really shows, A, in,
0: like, their own actions and, B, in their relationships. Totally. They were—so they grew up in Wyckoff, which is literally 10 minutes from my house. And I've known about them, like, way before they were famous or anything. And it's it's a known thing, like, in my town um, that they— are just a really good family. Like, what you see is what you get. At least that was always the impression that I got in growing up. And what you were saying about in their relationships, it's really true. Every single one of them respects their wives or girlfriends so much so that you can tell. Like, you can watch. There is something about, and I see this the most with Nick. I'm sure all of them are the same way. I just think that I see it the most because they're the most vocal. Like, he is the type of guy where... She gets. She sits down for dinner. He stands up. Like when she's put. Like his manners are right. They just. There's something about it. I would love to see the way that their parents interact, so that I could see if this is like really just passed down to generation to generation. It reminds me of someone who like saw a really successful marriage and wanted to emulate that in their own. And I think it. It's a really
1: good lesson for people who, maybe, want that level of fame when they're young, and and parents who are concerned about their kids. You know, going after that because they're like, think about how many kids just fucking spiral. If you're raised correctly and really, really raised on the right
0: values, which is not easy to do,
1: then you're you're you gonna have, be fine. You have a
0: chance. You're it's it's hard, but you have much more of a chance to be set up for success. So anyway, we are equally as hype as the rest of you. This was a banger. We cannot see what, what happens next, and I love it. I love every single thing about it. We have some friends who went to their like quote secret concert um, a couple nights ago, and it was they took your phones. There was no phones allowed, which was really brutal for those there. Isabel was like front row and dying that she couldn't take pictures, but apparently it was epic. Like apparently it lived up to the expectation. So I can't wait to see what happens with them. Um, Moving on to story number two, this is actually a continuation of last week. So last week we talked in depth about the whole Lady Gaga, Bradley Cooper thing and what we thought and whether if it was chemistry or something more, this, that. I don't really know. Our inboxes are constantly flooded with people saying that they have inside tips that they are hooking up that they know someone on this team or this security team that they've walked in on them. I have no idea if any of that is true. I'm not speculating. But Jimmy Kimmel did ask the question that we were all wondering. So Gaga went on Kimmel, and he said this. I'm going to I'm gonna read the interview. So he says, you had such a connection with Bradley that instantly, and I guess this is a compliment, people started saying, oh, they must be in love. She then says, first of all, social media, quite frankly, is the toilet of the internet. And what it has done to pop culture is abysmal. And people saw love, and guess what? That's what we wanted you to see. This is a love song, Shallow, she continued. The movie A Star is Born is a love story. We worked so hard. We worked all week on that performance. Bradley, who, and you know, I never relinquish control about a live stage performance, and I've done a million of them. But he directed this film, and he directed, obviously, the musical moments in the film, and Shallow in the moment in the film. So I knew that he had the vision for it, for how it should go. And so I was like, what do you think, Bradley? And he laid it all out. Basically, she, what you couldn't see there was her rolling her eyes constantly. She was like, this is basically bullshit and for anybody to claim it is ridiculous like we did we acted and it's thank you it's we're flattered that you thought that we're in love don't you think it's unfair for her to
1: say that we're being ridiculous absolutely ridiculous how are you gonna explain like show such affection for another person such a connection and do such a good job of acting and then get mad at people for believing it I'm telling you, I've seen a lot of actors in my day, and I've seen a lot of performances and a lot of things. I have never seen chemistry like that. I'm not saying I think they're hooking up. I think that it would be kind of convoluted considering, you know, the girlfriend and them all sitting together and talking and laughing. But... It's ridiculous for her to say we're being absurd in this yeah, situation. it's by, not fair. And by
0: we—like, all of us. Like, the fact also, I like, don't mean
1: anything bad about her. I'm fucking obsessed with her. I just think it's unfair for her to be like, <laughs> yeah, like why would you ever think that? And she's right.
0: It is really flattering. Like, they are—they did an excellent job acting, and that should be really flattering. But at the same time, like, eh, I don't know. Also, the story broke. Like, Irene and Lady Gaga unfollow each other after Oscar performance. Here's the thing, and I still don't know. Were they following each other beforehand? Like, did someone just check and see that they weren't following each other and ran with that headline, or had they been following each other before and then stopped? I don't know. I can't, I cannot imagine she unfollowed. Neither of them use
1: Instagram like that. That's why it's like, also, if she did unfollow, that was somebody on like her team or her like thing being like, why don't you create a little speculation and follow? Like, there's no way. There's neither of them use Instagram as like, they're like, we always say there's two types of celebrities on Instagram. The ones that use it as just like, you know, here's me promoting. I'm not putting a lot of personal, this is just my career promoting. Like, we need social media to be sus. And then there are people who are like, this is my personal life that I want to give you an insight to. Neither Gago or Irina are either of those people. So it's really interesting that she
0: allegedly unfollowed, but how do we know that she unfollowed her in the first place? I don't think this is the story. I'm calling bullshit on this one. Not that, the, no, I just think that it wasn't a I big wish deal. we had a buzzer, like, and, and bullshit. bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I totally agree. I think that uh, they probably weren't following each other in the first place, or if they were, it was a team member. I totally agree with you my my stance stays the same I don't know do I think it's possible that they were having an affair abso-fucking-lutely do I think that it's also possible that they weren't yeah either way I want to keep watching it and if well, they made a sex tape I would watch it we'd
1: watch any sex yeah, tape
0: yeah. it's honestly a 50-50 shot either they were or they weren't yeah that's it that, that's it You you make with that what you want um, okay, story number three. So Pete Davidson, which we will talk about another thing about him, because I'm sure you all saw the pictures of him and Kate Beckinsale making out two nights ago at the Lakers game, or the Knicks game that surfaced. I think it was a hockey game, but was it? what do we know about what sports? What do we know about sports? <laughs> it was hockey. Okay. The hockey
1: game, like I said. Um, that was the but, most classic us. We're like, there was definitely like some sort of a ball involved. And like, <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, but first, what I want to talk about is... So Pete Davidson over the weekend kicked a fan out of his show um, for making a joke about Mac Miller. So do you want to intro how that happened, Julie? Yeah, of course. So um, Pete Davidson's telling a joke. He, he's doing a comedy
1: set. It had nothing to do with Ariana, nothing to do with Mac Miller, or whatever. He's doing a, a set, and he starts to tell a story about a friend of his that died. That's like kind of the point of the joke. And somebody from the audience shouts out Mac Miller. And Davidson was really quick to respond, and he was like, he stopped the whole show and was like, who's that guy? We're getting him out. Point out that guy. He's gone. He, like, wouldn't stop until this person was kicked out. And he was like, I'm putting my foot down. I am I'm. do not deal with that shit. Not at my show. Absolutely not. Like, he was really, really, A, offended and B, upset that somebody would have done that. And honestly, when I read that story, I was like, fuck, yes. I, it was obviously awful because— who the fuck makes a joke about Mac Miller? But I felt so much comfort in his reaction to that. Me, not too. that I thought it would be anything different, but to know how it, it, he could have handled it a few different ways. He could have just been like,
0: not not cool. Like, can you please leave? He was really, really upset. And like, he was adamant. He took personal offense to it. It was kind of like someone saying, like your mom, whatever. He like seriously was was not fucking around with that. And I thought that that spoke volumes to his character, honestly. I really did. i was I was thrilled to see his reaction. You too. Um, okay, also, this is, like, very random and bizarre, but Zayn, out of nowhere, tweets at Gigi Hadid, I love you, on Saturday. Where that came from, I have absolutely no idea.
1: I haven't seen anything
0: about it. Like, I saw him tweet it. I sent it to you. I haven't seen one article being like, what does this mean? I completely agree. It was as if the world, like, saw it and then kind of just forgot that it happened, which we obviously did not. Um highly confusing. I'm I'm curious as to what the deal is with their relationship. Maybe the Bell and The weekend were being so public that they wanted to spice things up.
1: I think it's possible that he's still just really proud of her. I know she walked in the Off-White show and that was like a really big deal for her. And it came around the same time, that tweet, so it's possible he was just like, congratulations on success and I still love you in a way where I'm proud of you, but not maybe in, I don't
0: know. I have, I have no idea. We're going to have to wait on that one, but we just want to tell you guys it happened in case you missed it because there hasn't been that much reporting about it, and we will see on that one. There's no way they don't get back together, by the way. I totally agree. Okay, next story. Johnny Depp filed a $50 million lawsuit against his ex-wife, Amber Heard. He basically, it was, this was over her allegations of domestic abuse, and he's saying that, you know, they were married for less than two years, and, it was basically defamation of character that the alleged domestic abuse, uh, she came out in the Washington Post and detailed it. And he says it was all part of an elaborate hoax. He totally uh, denied it heavily. And this came, we knew that they had a really rocky situation, like obviously, but the, I was not expecting this. Like it had kind of been radio silence in terms of that their relationship in the press for so long it was so heated. And then we didn't hear anything. And now he comes out with this like, Holy shit! Fifty million dollar lawsuit. That's and a lot. Did he allege that she hit him? Yes. That's yes. really interesting. Mm-hmm. It says, "I'm going to read you. This is from an article. Moreover, Depp's lawsuit against the star alleges that it was not him who committed acts of domestic violence, but Amber." In quotes, Miss Heard violently abused Mr. Depp just as she was caught and arrested for violently abusing her former domestic partner. The court documents read, "I have no idea." P said that it was to advance her career and that he, she wanted like public pity. Obviously, I'm not speaking on this because I have zero idea, but it's messy. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Anytime there's like domestic violence uh, involved, it's just messy. Yeah. Okay. We are here again to talk to you guys about swap.com. So we talked about this last time. And here's the thing we all spend too much on brand name clothes. I think we can all speak to that. And swap.com is a really easy way to be able to not feel guilty about getting the clothes that we want. For example, like why do we buy new kids' clothes if they're just going to outgrow them in a few months? And we go to the store, we're sifting through racks and just trying to find something, and then they end up outgrowing it in a couple weeks anyway. So this is a really efficient way to kind of get the stuff that we want at a really affordable price and with a lot of ease. They have easy-to-use filters to find just what you need in seconds. And also, have you ever had brand new clothes that you never wear and you don't want to see them go to waste? Because they take the items just like these. They help them find new homes with their thrift store experts. Thrift shopping has never been more fun or easy. You can use their easy-to-use filters to find cool, unique, different items in your favorite brand or size, and it gets shipped right to your door. It's super, super convenient. Also, just a fun fact that you guys may not know, so in the U.S., the average individual throws away about 70 pounds of textiles each year, <laughs> like, which personally makes me feel so guilty I don't know about you. Um, but Swap.com is a place where like new quality clothing is given a second chance at a at a second home. And they have an entire quality inspection team. They review every single item for any signs of wear, and they only accept the best. So you can like totally trust that when you give online thrifting a try, you're in good hands. Also, just feeling good about supporting secondhand clothing is something that... I resonates with me because it's like a nice way to make it feel like you're doing your part. If everyone just dedicated 10% of their purchases to secondhand clothing, it would have the same impact as taking 1 million cars off the road for a year, equating that to like emission reductions, which is something that, again, we can just feel good about. So Swap.com has something for the whole family, including women's, men's, juniors, kids, baby and maternity – you can save up to 90% off retail prices on your favorite brands like Lululemon, Carter's, Nike, J.Crew, and Gap. Again, if it doesn't fit, they have hassle-free returns within 30 days. To me, that is like a savior because I always return. And having the ease of that and know that it's not a big deal just makes my life so much easier. So we have a special offer if you guys are interested. Just go to swap.com slash CBC. Once there, you can sign up to get free shipping on your first purchase. It's a really low-risk way to give online thrifting a try. Again, that's swap.com slash CBC. The next thing that we want to talk about is for anybody who has not seen Selma Blair's interview with Robin Roberts on Good Morning America. You I have to. I never do this to people like I never say watch this because I don't watch anything and I hate when people do that to me. I'm telling you, watch this. Selma Blair is 46 years old. She was diagnosed with MS and she did her first public interview where she spoke to Robin Roberts about what it's like being an actress. And a single mother at the age of 46 having this disease, it was the most touching, beautiful, inspiring interview. Um, she, So one aspect of her sickness is that she has this called spas- spasmatic dysphonia, which I'm reading this from the paper, so I don't want to mess it up. It's a neurological condition involving involuntary spasms in the muscles of the voice box or larynx. In other words, when she talks, you can hear that um, she doesn't like really have control over the way that her voice is sounding. And she was in the middle of a flare-up when giving this interview. The amount, let's say nothing was going on, there was no flare-up, the amount of strength that one has to have to give an interview like this, it's the most vulnerable position you could possibly be in, specifically when you are an actor or an actress and like your career is based on your ability to kind of communicate. I was, I thought this woman, I thought highly of her before, I have a whole new level of respect for her. Yeah. Seriously, this was unbelievable, I felt. I felt it in my soul when I watched that video, like- oh my God, I, I couldn't stop crying. Not because I felt like something terrible is going to happen to her. She was really hopeful. And she said that in, the doctor said that in a year there could be progress and all that kind of stuff. It was just so inspiring to see someone speak her truth and to be such a warrior. I <gasps> so agree. I really love, I like really love her and such, have such respect for her. So anyway, we love you, Selma Blair. And anybody that hasn't watched that, really do so. It, it's going to give you a whole other appreciation for this woman. Okay, moving on. Danielle Staub. What the fuck is up? <laughs> okay, Danielle Staub is engaged. There's a uh, debate over whether it's her 21st engagement or 23rd. Either way, once you're over 20, it's like who the fuck even cares anymore. How do you get engaged that many times? I have no how? idea. How is it possible? I don't understand the timeline of like
1: her life. Like, was her first engagement when she was three years old? I don't know. She's like in her 50s, and how do you get 23 people to propose to you? I, I can't even get one text. <laughs>
0: You're still so left on red. Um, okay, the guy's name is... So are Al- you. <laughs> okay, the guy's name is Oliver Mayer. He is a Duke. Um, he's also the CEO of Spyside Private Equity. So he's loaded. Um, he's German and French. I would have married this guy. <laughs> he's German and French, and apparently they met through a mutual friend who... <laughs> apparently was seeing him at the time, meaning like this girl, this woman introduced them and then now Danielle is engaged to him, which is just funny. Um, Apparently they were getting married today on Monday and that they plan to split their time between Europe and New York. Uh, He owns 15 vineyards in the south of France and it's considering the fact that he is a duke that will make Danielle Staub a duchess. Uh, She got a Ruby engagement ring and she was quoted as saying they are madly in love and this is what she's been waiting for. Of course, I'll tell you, folks. I think this one's gonna last. <laughs> we are, as you know, the most optimistic about celebrity relationships. This one does not fall under that category. Uh, I, I don't know what to say about it. I just listen. More power to her. I hope. I wish them a great life. But this is a lot. This is a lot. This is so stupid. It's just dumb. It's just dumb. She. Fi- I just want to say she finalized her divorce. Uh, I think about four weeks ago. If that. Yeah. Also, she was married for maybe a month. Like. Married, divorced within within at least three months, and now um, engaged again. Getting married apparently today, so we will see how that goes. You know what? God bless. Yeah, listen, more more power to her. I can't believe someone like this exists. Not that it's like so bad. It's just like crazy. No, it's crazy. I told you, I I knew her growing yeah. up. I I have been at multiple Real Housewives parties when I was when I was younger. She's not a bad person by any means. I just think that her, um, her life is really colorful and that is fun and. I wish her the best. You put such a nice spin on things. Trying to, trying to, trying to. Okay, moving on. Ariana Grande and Big Sean have been hanging out, and I don't know what that means, but I just want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> if you remember correctly from this, the um,
1: "Thank You Next" music video, on his page in the Burn Book wrote, "Could still get it." And he still can get
0: it. But is he with the girlfriend? I don't know.
1: We what's her name again?
0: I, I forget her name, but we Sorry don't have— Sorry for asking. I don't know why. I thought you were even going to know I was going to say, yeah. We have no confirmation, like, what's going on, but they were spotted together, and apparently there are rumors that they may be seeing each other. I don't know. I think they're just trying to become friends again. He's hot. You know, I think for Ariana, honestly—yeah, he is hot. I
1: think for Ariana, like, especially in light of Mac Miller, I think she just doesn't want to have any negative things with anybody, like— It's one of those things where, like, when you lose somebody and you're like, holy fuck, I can never go back and, like, have any sort of a normal relationship with them again. And, like, there are so many things left unsaid. I think she's probably at a point where she's like, you know what? I want to be on the best terms possible with as many people as possible. Maybe her and Big Sean are just hanging out and, like, getting things out in the open and, like, being on really good terms because that's just what she
0: needs for herself right now. Totally. Totally. You know what? If that's the case, then I wish her the best. No matter what the case, I wish her the best. I love her so much. I know. Julie really, really likes her. Um, Okay. Moving on now to (laughs) Offset and Cardi. Yes. (laughs) Julie's been waiting her entire life for this. She literally spent, I don't know, probably two hours yesterday just watching videos of him. So take it away. I was at dinner yesterday, and every time there was a long conversation, I was like, does anybody want to talk about Offset?
1: (laughs) And guess what? No one can say no to me right now. I've developed this obsession with him. I don't know why. And, I, and I've told you that. I think him and Cartier are, are soulmates because they're just the most ridiculous people I've ever met in my life. And I love, love, <laughs> love watching them together. <laughs> Narrator.
0: They had never met. <laughs> <laughs> We literally talk about these people like we know them. I know. She means they have the most ridiculous Instagram story she's ever seen. <laughs> I just
1: feel like I know him on such a different level. The funniest fucking thing I actually ever was. I'm telling everybody. I'm like, ask me anything. I know every single thing about Offset. I know everything about like his life and growing up in Atlanta. And somebody's like, what's his real name? I was like, <laughs> oh, I have no fucking clue. You got me there. <laughs> They were like, you spent three hours watching? You have no idea what his name is? I was like, Offset. <laughs> anyway, so um, explain to them what's going on. So what had happened was Offset released an album called Father of Four. It's a solo album, not with the rest of me, And in one of the songs, he dedicates a certain line to each one of his four kids. And the line about his daughter, who's his oldest daughter, who's three years old, I believe— is him apologizing for not meeting her for the first year of his life. And was like, I'm sorry, I didn't know your mom and I didn't know that for sure that you were mine. So the his baby mama to that daughter got really, really upset with that and was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And you're kind of putting it on me as if I didn't introduce you to your kid or that I didn't tell you that she existed. That's not the case here. And she said, basically what happened was they this was kind of a one night stand thing from what I understand. He said that in an interview also. And she was trying to get in contact with him saying like, you have a kid, this is your kid. And he was like, no, that's not mine. You, you, there's no way to prove that's mine. I want a paternity test. I, he, he, I guess ignored, you know, her advances of trying to get him involved in, in the daughter's life when she was pregnant. She said she gave birth to, to her daughter completely alone. He was not there. He had no part of it. She recovered from that alone and she took care of the baby alone. When the baby was around five months, she found out that Offset was in prison, serving time for, I I believe, a drug offense, but I could be wrong. Don't quote me on that. Um, And she sent a picture to him in jail, and he called her and said, I'm looking at the baby, and she's mine. I I know it. She looks just like me. And she was basically like, he was like, I want a paternity test just to make sure. And she was like, of course. No problem. I'm happy to do that for you when you get out of jail, like, whatever. He gets out of jail four months later and doesn't contact her. And she's like, okay, this is ridiculous. I just dropped my pen in excitement. She's like, okay, this is ridiculous. She then Facebook chats Offset's mom and is like, here is your granddaughter that your son has not met yet and won't meet. And I guess Offset's mom obviously was like, no way am I letting this (laughs) fly. Probably called Offset and was like, you get over there and you take care of that baby. He met the baby for the first time on her first birthday. There's literally a picture of them meeting for the first time. Um and at this point he has two other kids. He has another son that's around the same age I think she, she, he just turned 4 and another son who's 9. Um or like 7 or 8 at the time. He's 9 now. And from then after meeting her and, and the paternity test came back that it says he's gotten more involved with her life and really stepped up. And she said she said You know, he has grown tremendous amounts. He is such an attentive father to her now and and really, really tries to be there for her and really has stepped up so much. And she credits Cardi with a lot of that, saying that, like, he's become a different person since him and Cardi started dating, which, like, duh, it's my guy. (laughs) Um, But he really, you know, he's attentive to her now. He comes around, he gives her the paternal love that she needs, and she's so happy with that, and she wants her to have a relationship with her father. All she was saying was, don't out me in a song saying that I didn't let you beat your baby because that's not what happened. Right. And Offset, you know, kind of owned up to his own responsibility in this. I was watching him in an interview and he was like, I was a kid. He's like, I'm 27 years old now and I'm just starting to realize what it means to be a man. And he's like, I fucked up a lot. He's like, I wouldn't necessarily change those things because they allowed me to realize what I was doing wrong and allowed me to grow up so much and change all these things. And he's like, he's like, I'm there for all four of my kids now. He's like, I... I want to be there for them. I want to be involved in their life. And he said his dad wasn't involved in his life, and he he thinks that there was, like, a lot of drug issues with his dad. And something really interesting is that he was like, I don't hold any anger towards my dad. He's like, I understand, you know, that side of it and and why you could feel like you couldn't do it or why you left away. He's like, if my dad came around, he's like, I'm rich. I don't even understand why my dad isn't coming around. He's like, I've spoken to my dad a few times since then. And every time I speak to him, I'm like, come here. Let me give you money. Let me like, it's just so interesting to see the way like his reaction towards his father is now affecting his parenting. But I thought it was so interesting to like hear the way Cardi has like helped him grow up. And and when you're listening to him speak, like obviously he's done some pretty fucked up shit in the past. But like he really made it seem like he was like, I understand what I did wrong and it's time for me to grow up and be a man, which is Yeah, and I thought to see,
0: first of all, amazing analysis. I love that I learned you. so much. I, like Thank it was, you for listening to me. Are you kidding? Tens across the board. But I will say when I was watching the video of his uh, former baby mama like talking about Cardi helping, I thought that that was we don't see that enough. I can't remember the last time where I saw an ex talk about how a current girlfriend is actually bettering someone's character. Like I really can't. Right. And it was just really nice. Like I was like, wow, that is a very civil way to be handling all of this. And And that's kudos what we to like all of for,
1: for stepping up. Because you know what? It's really it's like, in my opinion, it's not too late to do the right thing. Like, yeah, he fucked up for the first year of this kid's life and, and you know, that baby will probably always have some sort of, you know, maybe minor resentment, but If he can turn things around and
0: really step forward now, like, good. Good for him. I 1,000% agree. Um, Okay, we are now going to transition to our award ceremony. But before we do that.
1: Do we have an ad (laughs) from our sponsor? (laughs) We do.
0: We do. Okay, we are here to talk to you guys about third love. So let me preface by saying this is like, if you've been listening to the podcast from the beginning, you know I don't wear bras. It is not my thing. I never have. I'm a huge free-the-nipple advocate. I just like it. I don't know. So when we were approached by this company, we were I was really interested because it's been hard for me to find a bra that I like, honest, honest to God. So... The thing about Third Love is that they use data points generated by millions of women who have taken their Fit Finder quiz to design bras with breast size and shape in mind for a perfect fit and premium feel. In other words, you go on their website, you literally take a quiz. It's like, okay, are are my boobs round? Are they symmetrical? This, that, the size, the whole nine. Um, They also have a lot more sizes than other brands. So they have like more than 70 sizes, including like half cup sizes. Um, and being able to have the convenience of just doing it online with the Fit Finder, you order, you try it on at home. There's no more awkward fitting room experience. It's 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 honestly great. So I did this, and and no lie, I was going into it like, I'll do this, but I'm probably not going to wear it because I just I just don't wear bras. It's just not something that I do. Let me tell you something. Things have changed. I tried on this bra, I swear, and I was like, wow, this actually fits me really well. I'm wearing mine right now. Not no making joke. This up, Not making this up. Like, we didn't even realize that we I were doing no this. I had no idea that we were doing this ad today. I literally
1: put it on this morning and was like, this is incredibly comfortable. And I'm kind of the opposite of Emma, where, like, legally I have to wear a bra, <laughs> <laughs> but I never feel comfortable in them, and I—
0: it's comfortable, it's, no? It's so com- light. Yeah. Not digging into me. I mean, listen, let me be honest. I'm still I'm not wearing one right now and I won't wear one for a lot, but when I in there are situations where I need to wear one, this is undoubtedly the one that I'm wearing. Um okay, so about the quiz, like there's a couple things that you have to do. So you just answer the the steps, like I said, like about your breast size, your shape, you the styles. Um, there's over 12 million women that have taken the quiz. There's also an 100% fit guarantee, which is amazing. So every customer has 60 days to wear it, wash it, put it to the test. If you don't love it, you can return it, um, and they'll wash it and donate it to a woman in need, which I really like. It makes love you feel, that. Yeah, it makes you feel love a lot that. less bad about returning. Um, they have a team of expert fit styles that are dedicated to helping you find your perfect fit. They're available all day, um, every day to help via text, chat, or phone, and the returns and exchanges are free and easy. It's like a very comfortable bra, in my experience, and I really don't say that a lot. I can't speak for anyone else but I can speak for myself it it's a good one I'm pleasantly surprised and uh thank you third love so if you guys are interested um they know that there is third love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone so right now they're offering our listeners 15% off your first order you go to thirdlove.com slash celebs now to find your perfect fitting bra and you can get 15% off your first purchase again that's thirdlove.com slash celebs for 15% off today and tell them we sent you because I really endorse this actually me too (laughs) Okay, moving on now to our award ceremony. This is the part of the episode where we crown the funniest comment and the best clapback of the week. So we'll start with funniest. We have two nominees here. The first one is Matthew Coma, who is absolutely hilarious on Instagram. For anyone unaware. Um, he, him and Hillary Duff are married, and actually, we're always unsure. Are they married or do they, they just don't have think a kid together? together? I think they have a kid together. <laughs> a kid that kid that together. seems to be a trend. Like, apparently, you just don't have to get married anymore, which I'm
1: so on board about, because <laughs> you know
0: what? If you don't want to, why should you have to? Yeah. I, I yeah. Anyway, they have this adorable kid, and they're so funny with each other back and, forth, back and forth in the comments. So, Hillary uploads a picture of their baby with the caption, Banks. And... Her name, and he he comments like you guys know on Instagram comments the spam that all those graphic artists do with all those emojis like hit me up for graphic design like fire or emojis fire, fire, flames fire, fire, whatever yeah. that's what he did he's like message me for graphics and design let's work half off through March hit me with all the money sides and it was so funny because if you don't know who he is you think he's just like a spam and then you realize like wait this is the kid's dad it's to me that is just so funny it was so so we funny. got it sent us a lot of times and we posted it um, and also him and Hillary both followed us this week so that's exciting. Um, Second nominee for funniest comment was Katy Perry. So there was a meme that Moist Buddha posted that was like, Rami Malik won a best actor won a best actor Oscar for playing Freddie Mercury of Queen. Queen song Radio Gaga is how Oscar winner Lady Gaga got her name. Lady Gaga once wore a dress made of meat. Oscar Meyer makes meat products, Kevin Bacon. Like the most fucked up conspiracy theory. And she comments, Bro, you inhale too long so true. So funny. Whoever wrote this was high as fuck. You Um, have to be to come up with something like that. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, when you're like really high and you come up with the most convoluted theory and you look at it sober the next day and you're like, damn, am I a genius? Like, yeah. or am I just crazy? And it still hits. It That's still the hits. best feeling. Yeah, this one did not still hit the next day. No, I can no. be sure. Once that guy's edible wore off, he was like, wait, what? <laughs> um, winner there is Matthew Coma. So congratulations, Matthew. Mm-hmm. You are the recipient for this week's Funniest Comment of the Week. And keep doing what you do because we all really enjoy it. Um, okay, moving on now to best clapback. Again, two nominees. First one is Pink. So she uploaded a picture of her tour bus and there was a pillow on it. And it was like a... A sewn pillow and it said, Everyone's a dumb whore. And someone comments, Yet if a man called a woman a quote whore, you would lose your shit. And she responds, Have you heard revenge? There's a time for humor. Never forget that. You may need some puppy YouTube videos in your life. Great way to respond. Pink is always classy and witty. And um, like, yeah, just
1: everybody's go opinion. Pink. Yeah. God, it's, it's like, Oh my God, this bitch can't even have a
0: pillow. She's a pillow that says whore. Like the, all hell is breaking loose. It's the internet has become such a place of hypersensitivity. Second nominee is Jonah Hill. I love this one. Yeah, me too. He posted a picture of um, a skateboard with the movie Mid90s, and someone comments, you're such a fucking poser pompous douchebag. You were a fat nerd when you were a kid, and the fact that you think you were a skater isn't being true to yourself. Embrace that you were a dork and be real. And he replies, I was both. That is being true to myself. This is just a poster I appreciated from someone who enjoyed our film. I can tell you're in a lot of pain. That must feel shitty. Hit me up if you need someone to talk to. Anger is just sadness held in too long. I'm here for you, dude, with a heart. We initially saw this because he actually posted his reply on his own feed. And I was like, Julie, I know he posted it, but we have to post it. Like, I really, really like this this response. It was such a nice way to combat anger with kindness, which again, not to sound kumbaya, but like if we saw more of that, the world would just be a better place. And when we posted it, someone commented, it was like, wow, you really love giving these trolls airtime. And I responded and was like, that's not at all what we're doing here. We're not trying to give this guy airtime. We're trying to portray and publicize the way that it's possible to clap back in a really respectful way and actually promote some sort of kindness. And that's exactly what he did. Don't you agree? Totally, totally
1: agree. I thought his response was so classy, so amazing. And like, we just, we don't see enough of that. And he, and it's so right. And that guy probably honestly felt shittier getting such a nice response
0: than getting a mean one back. Because if, if Jonah Hill was like, no, fuck you, whatever. He's like, yeah, fucking asshole. Whereas he's like, wait, I just sounded like such a dick. Right. Yeah. So congratulations, Jonah Hill. You are the recipient for this week's best clap back of the week okay guys it's about that time <laughs> we are now going to transition to our Kardashian recap uh, for those of you uninterested in the Kardashians just fast forward because this is we consolidated it all so that you don't have to listen but for those of you interested let's get ready because we are going to talk about again with papers we are going to talk about everything that is non Jordan and Tristan because we've talked Which is about, about so one much. or two things yeah. <laughs> Okay. In light of this entire saga that's happening, it's like Jordan's going on red table. Chloe's tweeting. Fucking TMZ breaks a story. Kylie Jenner accuses Travis Scott of cheating, and we're all just like, "Lord have mercy, not right now. We can't handle it. We just can't handle it." <laughs> Julie texting me when that happened. She was like, "Enough. Like my blood. Pressure, I can't handle it." But th-
1: which is funny because we didn't even talk about this. You had to text me. I was like, "I'm not responding to this." Like I was really angry about the story, and I. Adamantly don't believe it. And let me explain what happened. TMZ reported that um, Travis Scott had flown home to see Stormy and Kylie. While he was home, allegedly, Kylie was looking through his phone and saw something she didn't like, which sparked her to accuse him of cheating, which then led him to cancel his show in Buffalo, and he said that he was sick. All the rumors start coming out that that he cheated or that he was allegedly cheating. And his rep put out a statement right away. It was like, Travis did not cheat. These stories are baseless. It's ridiculous. Again, what I was saying about the Kardashian, you know, period of time. If he had not responded for a significant period of time, something would have been up. The rep came out with a statement right away, which is a very Travis Scott way of handling things. If you know anything about Travis, he's very shy. Like, you don't really see a lot of him. He doesn't speak a ton. He's very shy and doesn't really like attention that much. So it makes sense that he would go through a rep to dispel a rumor. He said, I was absolutely sick. It sucked. I'm sorry I had to cancel my Buffalo show. Done. And the next night was, or two nights later, was his show at Madison Square Garden, which I was at. And he said in the show, um, he gave a shout out to Kylie. He said, remember to keep your family first. And like dedicated the last song of the show, which is Sick Omo, to his wifey Kylie. So, I mean, that spoke volumes. People are still running with this cheating story, Um I'm not sure I don't—I'm not saying I don't believe that she accused him. I think that Kylie is in a place right now where she has a lot of trust issues and a lot of, you know, built-up emotions and a lot of things going on. And I don't think it's unreasonable for her to see something that was maybe, like, a little sus. (laughs) And— I love when you say sus. I know you do. (laughs) And, like, spiral out of control a little bit. And Travis being there probably wasn't, like, I have to do damage control in my relationship. It's probably, like, my girlfriend, my wifey quote— is really having a hard time right now, and if she's taking it out on me, that's one thing, but I need to be there to, you know, make sure she's okay. Yeah. That's how I feel. We
0: never— Everybody was, like, freaking out about this. We never— We For a second, we were just like, holy shit, but then we really didn't give the story a lot of legitimacy. Like, it's it's— This is not— This is not the time for this right now. I really don't think there was a lot of facts to this. I think that— Exactly what you just said. And by the way, like,
1: Travis Scott is not a sociopath. He would not cheat on Kylie knowing that she's going through this right now. I mean, like— I'm not saying he's the best guy in the entire world and would never do this story. I don't know him well enough to make that statement.
0: But or he. She does not know him at all. Stop touching <laughs> It's just so funny. Julie, no, I have to tell them. Last night, we get to the apartment and Julie's like, Isabel, there's something really important for you to come over. Like, I need to show you something. We get there. Can I give the backstory quickly? Yes. Isabel's on this
1: kick where she thinks that, like, Kylie and Tyga were probably better together or, like, that Tyga had more of a personality and there, therefore belongs with Kylie. I don't know. It's the most ridiculous, absurd thing. I know that everyone listening is like, wait. Tyga?
0: Yeah. Anyways, we've been having this fight for a little while, and I'm like, I'm putting an end to this. We get to the apartment, and Julie has a full 11-slide PowerPoint prepared that says the title of it, Why Bell Is Wrong, and it's a compare and contrast Travis Scott to Tyga, and... Like, all of the points as to why Travis is just a better partner for Kylie and, like, a better guy in general, it is so funny. We should definitely post this so you can guys—like, it's it's hilarious. But anyway, she goes hard for Travis, so it's not shocking to me at all that you don't believe those rumors. I don't believe them either. I think that's just Ridiculous. Listen, I know this like again, I always say, I know this stuff is fun to believe, but it's someone's life and like we're not going to give any legitimacy to a story that we don't believe. If it comes out then we're wrong and and so be it. But I don't I don't believe it's true. I just don't. I also think he loves that kid. Like he loves Stormy think he with his heart. he loves Kylie so but much. But what we were saying before about like if you are a good husband or a boyfriend or whatever, you're a good father. And I think he's such a good like in the, the sense of the two go hand in hand. Go hand, hand. Not always. I'm just saying like respecting your the mother of your child is inherently respecting the child. And I think that he has a, too much respect and love for Stormy to at least right now, do anything like that. To and Kylie. I think he has
1: too much respect for Kylie to do that to her. And, and I think family. it's entirely possible. I'm not saying that the the story is baseless. I think it's entirely possible that Kylie is just in a really weird position in her life right now and really messed up, like with everything going on. And like m- maybe like took it out on Travis a little bit. I don't think that's unreasonable. I don't believe though that
0: he cancels a, a show for that. He like, didn't. What, he wouldn't what, have. What's He's, he gonna say to this guy? Like, listen, my girlfriend thinks I cheated. Like, let me just go back to Gases and clear some rooms. It's like what the fuck? No, I think he was actually sick. I, that to me is just ridiculous. Um, yeah, he's way too much of a pro- professional. Yeah. Second is this is not a story. I just want to like talk about it. I'm in light of all of this going on, and we're dying for the Kardashians to speak out. Instead of speaking out, they post a photo shoot. It was Kendall, K- Kendall, Chloe, Courtney um, in these like very revealing bodysuits, kind of like shimmery bodysuits with nothing with like bras underneath. And they do this whole photo shoot, and Meek Mill comments like, second picture like ass fat in the second picture or something like that and we were just like Meek where are you coming from yeah I did not expect that from me. and then for split second in my mind I was like could you imagine if Meek Mill and Kourtney Kardashian hooked up because that would be some shit that would be cool that would be cool but it's not going to happen but that would be I love
1: when we make hypothetical relationships off of like one Instagram comment that will probably not happen like I mean, it's my favorite thing. Yeah. There's it, nothing there's that I nothing love more.
0: Um, yeah. I mean, I think that like the, the bottom line to this whole week was just the re- everybody else's silence. Like we heard nothing from them. I love that tweet. That's like stormy silence at this time is deafening. Yes. That's so a fun fun line. Line. It's so true. Um, nothing else major happening in, in Kardashian world, honestly. Our energy is all devoted to Jordan and Tristan. I think the Travis thing had to be cleared up. Is there anything else on that th- or anything else Kardashian related that you want to speak on? I just love North at Sunday service. Oh, I mean, I can't. She's such a mini Kanye. It's adorable. Next level. I've never, like,
1: seen a personality come out of a kid at such a young age like that. Like, she is Kanye through and through. She loves the attention. She, everything about her is so Kanye, and it's so adorable, and you can tell he's just beams watching her.
0: No, it's really nice. I totally agree. It brings out a side of him that I think makes him a lot more likable to a lot of people. (sighs) Anyway, guys, happy Tuesday. Welcome back. And we will see you next week. Thank you again for listening. And remember, you can please subscribe. You can get this on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And if you enjoy, remember to leave a uh, rating and review. Thank you so much. We love you. So I'm a big fan of transparency across all aspects of life. Like Generally speaking, there's pretty much nothing I wouldn't rather be told straight up. But specifically, when I'm buying something or paying for a service, I just want to know what I'm getting myself into. And oftentimes, there can be so much nonsense or so much yada yada. For example, sneaky terms hidden in the fine print of contracts, or bills that randomly go up without properly alerting you, or budget airlines with cheap fares, but then exorbitant fees to make up for it elsewhere. And we just should not need to be dealing with this type of yada yada in our lives. And yes, you could read every single word of every single contract, and that's one way of avoiding it.